I'm April Morrison, doctor of physical therapy, accidental entrepreneur, and lifelong learner. You're tuned in to the Idaho Physio Podcast, where we talk about things, health, wellness, and high performance in all areas of life. The big goal here is to talk to high achievers and those that surround themselves with the top performers in their fields to get some insights, tips, and inspiration that we can all use in our daily lives. The title may say Idaho, but the content reaches far beyond our borders and is relevant for everyone, regardless of where you find yourself. As always, the content you are about to hear does not replace the medical advice of your doctor, so please seek professional opinions should you need them. Now kick back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We are glad you're here. Hi, uh, welcome to the podcast, the Idaho Physio. Um, thanks for joining us today. We have Dr. Brianne Fox. Uh, she is a extraordinary person. She's got a lot going on. Um, super busy. I never see you standing in one place. Um, so not only uh, was she Woman of the Year in Idaho for the Lymphoma and Leukemia is that backwards? Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yeah, um, she is a doctor of physical therapy. Um, additionally, she has some extra credentials and alphabet soup at the back of her name. Um, she is a pelvic rehab practitioner uh, certified through Herman and Wallace. And uh, again, she doesn't sit still. She's got over 300 hours of postdoctorate training in visceral manipulation and neural studies and also uh, visceral emotional relationships. So we're super happy to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted you to hopefully just kind of, I know I just kind of spewed a few things off, but if you could introduce yourself and tell us where you work and, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So as she said, I'm Dr. Brianne Fox. I help accomplished women to connect within, clear their path and elevate their relationships. And, you know, the, the doctorate of physical therapy, putting me in a position with clients and working intimately with them and having the, the studies that I do, my postdoctorate studies have really afforded me the ability to um, recognize my gift and be able to serve those women in a different way so that they too can live the life that they ultimately desire that fills them up and, and creates happiness within. Um, so I'm very blessed to be able to um, utilize my own first row experience in trauma and releasing trauma and recognizing how much it is stored within our system and really weighs us down over time, as well as the um, knowledge that I have through my studies to really be able to collaborate them and just change lives. And it's super awesome. So thanks for having me here. Yeah, no, we're super happy to have you here. I love that you kind of take your background with the anatomy and the body and all of that, and then you'll kind of have twisted it to um, also look at the other aspects that a lot of people forget about, the mental, emotional components that are involved. And I think it's great that we actually can put them all together in one piece, and I think that's fabulous. Um, it's a rare thing. Um, now, you yeah. also work in Idaho. You see um, patients in Idaho, Boise area. Um, 
So I have a clinic um, where I do coaching as well as hands-on clinical and remote clinical work um, here in Eagle, Idaho. So remote meaning that I, I mean, I have clients all over North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, to California, Arizona. So, so really all over. And that is such a blessing. Um, but yes, also work with clients, um, in the clinic as well. So it's, it's kind of a nice little, I got the best of both worlds, I feel like. So I'm loving that component of it. Um, and, and like I said, you know, the almost decade of helping others one-on-one in the clinic has really allowed me to expand that and be more globally effective and, and impact from a different level. Um, so yeah, so it, and that's how I met you. So I meet really awesome people and we just moved here to Idaho about almost three years ago now. So it's been a, just been a blessing to be here and and have the tribe that I have. That's awesome. Do you um, find that you kind of gravitate towards a certain patient population, um, or group of people or, um, set of circumstances that kind of you treat the most? So as far as treatment, because we go back to the PT aspect of things and I'm, you and I were totally different, right? That's why we're here is, um, you know, we have, we have the doctor, we have the, the foundational standard training, but we knew there was more and we realized there is a, um, a group or a certain, um, symptomatic group that we really can help that doesn't get enough attention. Probably. I think it's shifting, and it's an awesome thing that it is, but I still think because we work in the pelvic realm and it's sexual dysfunction and bowel and bladder dysfunction that a lot of people either don't want to talk about it or that, you know, they're embarrassed, they have shame around it. They've been told that, oh, it's just something, you know, you've had kids or you're in your fifties, of course, you're going to wet your pants and no, you don't have to live like that. Like, I trust me, you don't, um, you know, so really when it started out for me, um, being called into that pelvic realm of things, having had my own pelvic trauma, creating pelvic dysfunction and a lot of issues that I didn't even know going into PT school that this even existed. I don't know if you did or not, but I had no idea. I'm like, I love kids. I love sports. So I'm going to, I'm going to do ortho or peds. Right. And then got into school and we had a class where we had a guest speaker come in and talk about, she really didn't get into pelvic floor so much and pelvic dysfunction, but it was more like OB gynecology type stuff. But in that she sprinkled in some of the topics around pelvic dysfunction. And I was like, what? So at that point was, it was very eye opening for me that there was this thing and I needed to pursue it to at least figure out, is this something I even want to do? What does this entail? Right. So that's where Herman and Wallace came in, um, was all of those studies outside of the curriculum. Cause we weren't taught that depth of pelvic rehab in the foundational component of the PT curriculum. So I did all of that during my third year, during my affiliations, I traveled around and, and um, took the classes so that I could ultimately, as soon as I graduated, I knew this is what I wanted to be doing. And so, you know, throughout the journey, it's just been one thing kind of leads to another. And you realize that this patient population that I was getting in around the pelvic aspect of sexual dysfunction, bladder dysfunction was there's a lot of women and I see women and men and I see children, but the women were very impactful for me in realizing that a lot of times it was this one thing, right? Like difficulty with sex or painful sex or inability to orgasm. 
that intimacy, we need that with our spouses, right? Or with whomever we're choosing to be intimate with. And when we lose that, we lose a sense of self in some regard. We lose a sense of identity. We lose a sense in who we want to be for our spouse um, and just that intimate connection, right? So then that manifests into all these other things when we're not intimate and we're not sharing that, that starts to cascade into greater things, right? So then money becomes a factor. And then you know, I'm upset with him or her, or what, like, and it just compounds, right? right. Um, and the same with leaking, you know, if we leak urine, that's embarrassing. Yet we've been told by so many, like, oh, I've had children, so I leak too. It's totally normal. Right. No, it's not that. normal. It's common. And, you know, probably 98% of the people that come in are like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Like, I needed you 20 years ago, right? right. Um, and so it's this thing that we carry with us that, carries an image or carries a weight and it changes who we are and it changes how we live. Right. And so that taking away the spark. And I was seeing that with a lot of women specifically, cause we're going to talk women for a minute, but taking away their spark, taking away their desire to do more, it was holding them back. It was like this anchor in the ocean for them and they're just stuck So then I started realizing that bringing in my own journey of healing from trauma and healing from labels or loss or even overwhelm, right? And all the things that we try to do as mom in career, like all the things, right? So realizing that there was this physical limitation that created this emotional, mental, or even vice versa, if there's been a trauma that was holding them back from truly being who they wanted to be. And ultimately who they're supposed to be, right? And creating a lot of labels and loss for them, loss of identity and things like that. So as I've, you know, almost been in it in a decade now serving others. And so throughout that decade in my journey of helping others, it's just really kind of unfolded who the person is that um, I, I love working with. I'm very passionate about all the things, but there's that certain certain person who just right? That like they want more, they know there's more and they have this setback holding them back and they just don't know how to like get rid of it, how to uncover it, how to, to pinpoint it. Right. And that's that connecting inward. So, um, I feel super blessed to be able to have just really throughout traction over that decade, just kind of find that, um, perfect person who really is, fits what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you, do you ever wonder if that person never came in to teach you at school, um, you know, to do that guest lecture, if you would have traveled down this path or, you know, cause I, I remember with school for us, they, we didn't talk about the pelvis for probably more than a day, even in our anatomy class. And then we had a yeah. tiny little blurb on women's health, but it was pretty small. Um, and I didn't have any interest at that time either. But, you know, had you not had that little spark and then the ability to get a sort of another certification while you're in PT school, which blows my mind, by the way, I can't, I can't figure out how you did that. Um, You know, I knew what I wanted to do, right? Yeah, (laughs) you're amazing. (laughs) It's survival mode, I guess, because you just do it. You just know, you know? Yeah. Um, Gosh, I would hope you know, our journeys are journeys and I feel like everything unfolds how it's supposed to. I believe that. 
Um, and gosh, I feel so perfect in where I'm at. And I feel like this is my zone of genius and that all the things that I've been through, um, gone through, done in the last 40 years of my life have really planted me where I'm supposed to be. So man, I, I wit, I hope to think I wouldn't want to think that it wouldn't have, because I believe this is where I belong. It might've looked different of course, but um, I think it, it, was taken longer. it could have time. taken you longer, you know, to get there. It was totally, probably totally. And that's, that's the cool thing. Cause I can really look and say, you know what? Hey girl, like I've been on this journey for 18, 19 years now trying to figure it out for myself. And I've learned all of these tools and strategies. I've spent so much money on different therapies and educations and books and all of these things. Mm-hmm. And now because I've been serving for eight years and I see that population and I've been that population that now I can really like take you through your journey so much faster based on like the skills that I have. Right. And the ability that I, the the things that I've acquired over that length of time, because gosh, I would not want, it's a journey and it's not always fun, but I would not want someone else to have to trudge through mud for 17 years to figure it out when, you know, I'm fortunate to have tools and strategies that, can expedite that ultimately. Right. So, um, so I'm grateful because I'm like, wow, when I really look back at all of those things, they allow me to be who I am and serve how I do. And so I'm so grateful for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get that buy-in from the patient? You know, that, I think, you know, drawing on your own personal experiences and is, is great. And a lot of women, Uh, and men can meet that with sometimes a little bit of resistance. Like, no, that's your story. That's not my story. Um, You know, beyond going down that road and using your own experience, is there any other um, tips or tricks that you use to kind of get that buy-in from the patient to at least try what you're offering and try to learn from your mistakes, for lack of a better term? Yeah. I mean, I think so we could separate the clinic to the coaching, right? Um, A a certain client is going to come in for coaching and then there's going to be a patient that comes in. Um, If we're talking patient, I would say 90, 95% of the patients that walk through my door don't realize how much the emotions of their life, their experiences, their current situation, their past situations are affecting their physical being. Mm -hmm. And there's probably been a few that I've literally had to have that hard conversation with, like, this is what is going on. This is my magic to figure this out and help you through this. And if you are so resistant to it and you just don't like, it is not where you want to go or not where you're at in your life right now. Like, let me get you to somebody who can help you because you're asking for this physical manipulation and this physical thing. Yet I know based on my assessment that it, there's an emotional driver. I've connected these dots and I've educated you on it. If you're not willing to go there, it's fine. It, there right. needs to be the right time in everyone's journey. Right. But let me connect you with somebody who will do what you need. But more often than not, what I find is when I have that hard conversation with them, then they go back to, oh, well, I've already seen so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and I haven't gotten better. Right. Maybe I should give this a try, even though it feels weird and ugly and different. And I think, and I was going to talk about this later on, but I'll talk about it now. I think one of the big things is 
if you've had trauma or like a loss or something ugly, right? Like we want to suppress that as human beings. Like our brain immediately doesn't want to deal with ugly and, oh. and hurt and shame. Like though we've learned from an early age to push away the things that don't feel good, right? We want to bring in the things that do and push away the things that don't. But if we don't complete that emotion and we don't allow ourselves to work through it, then we store it. And so in order to clear that, a lot of people really think that you have to relive it. Like I've been raped. I have to relive the rape. You don't. I've been with a narcissist. I have to relive that relationship. You don't. Um, Bringing it to your awareness, recognizing that it's a trigger, but then releasing it, clearing it from your tissue, clearing it from your system is ultimately how it's done. And that sometimes is one session, depending on, you know, the depths and, and the the processing afterwards and things like that. So I think, um, as far as buy-in, like I don't try to convince anyone I'm an educator, I'm a professor, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher. Right. So I'm simply educating and, and I'm very passionate about that. And so then if they're not, let's say buying in, they're not feeling like it's the thing they want in their life right now. And that happens, maybe they're not ready for that and that's okay. Then I'm just not the right person for them and that's okay. So did that, I mean, that answered your question, right? Yep, absolutely. And it kind of leads me to probably where you were going to go with that is, you know, what are the top things that you hear from people or the, you know, top three or five things that um, Mm -hmm. you get asked most or deal with most? Yeah. And I wrote them down because I wanted to make sure that I touched on each one of them. Some of them are a little bit lengthier than others, but um, so we just talked about reliving the past. That was number five for me. Um, So the big thing for people to just realize is that if you've been through something ugly and awful, Um, You do not have to relive it to release it. And so just know that and know that there is, there's tall different kinds of therapy out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But where I stand different is that I'm releasing that emotion and that experience from the tissue, which doesn't always happen in talk therapy. So it is different. Um, I'm not a counselor. I mean, (laughs) part of what I do is counseling, right? But like at the end of the day, my job is to connect the mind and the body, but clear the tissue from the body of that experience, but without reliving it because no one wants to relive the ugly. Right. Right. Sure. Um, so the other thing is I hear a ton is where do I start? Like, I see what you have. I see what you're offering. It looks good. It feels good. I want that, but like, good gracious, where do I start? Right. And so I've created, um, it's a free downloadable. You can go to my website and get it. Um, but it's called my Fox bombs or my F bombs. Cause you know, we're all sailors in our own way, but so no offense to anyone, but Fox being my last name. So the F and then the bomb is be optimal mind and body. So it just was fun. Right. And, um, makes you kind of think, but so I have five things that if you do those five things daily and you really commit to changing and creating an optimal mind and body by starting with these basic kind of like burpees, these daily minimums that you do, that that will start to take you down the road and propel you in the way that now when, when you feel a little bit more filled and you've really gained that attention and optimized um, your system that then now you're going to want more, right? Now you're going to invest even deeper. Um, but these are the little things that kind of trigger you to get you moving in that like snowball um, into that direction. So the five F bombs are water. Of course, you and I, right? We're going to talk water for a minute. So like water being so important, like you have to have your water. That is ultimately how we fuel our system, right? It allows us to think better. It allows us to sleep better, function better, all the things. So about half your body weight in ounces per day. And, and that's 
said global formula, right? So some people are a little less and people are a little more depending on what you're doing and medicines and all that things. But if you kind of reach towards half your body weight in ounces, that's, that's really where we start. And then deep belly breathing. So bringing yourself into that calm state throughout the day at periods of time. And a lot of people are like, but I don't remember to breathe, you know? So I always say like, of course, pelvic floor therapists, like <laughs> breathe when you're on the toilet, like it's perfect, right? You get all the benefits from bowel and bladder and you get the, um, the parasympathetic or that rest and repair state. So it's super important. We just live in these like, go, 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 go times, right? Like every, right now we're not so much, we're being forced to be home, which then is a whole nother like go, go, go. Um, but if you, uh, just take that time throughout the day to really bring your system back down and you're not so angst all the time, it's super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then move your body. I mean, move your body, right? So if 30 minutes a day is too much, do 10, but move your body. Cause when we move our bodies, we move our mind and it is so beneficial for us just to get out in nature if you can. And if you're not bodily able to move, focus more on that breath component, right? Focus more on meditation, things like that, where you're still utilizing um, that healing aspect of moving your body. Um, and then these two I love. So gratitude. I don't think we show enough gratitude in our day. So I always say like five things at the end of the day that you are so grateful for that happened in that day. Small things like my husband brought me my coffee while I was getting ready or, you know, oh, I'm grateful my five-year-old's face lit up when I walked in the room. Like little things that when we start to focus on those, we start to bring more grateful things into our life, right? And then this one is huge. So five reach outs a day. And what I mean by that is you're reaching out to others to lift them up. So like April, I am loving your scarf right now. Like totally love it. It looks so good on you and your makeup is on point, right? So like I'm reaching out to you. Maybe I see the woman in the grocery store that, yeah, she's got these beautiful earrings. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love those. Those are great, right? Or whatever it is, because when we start to lift up others, we ultimately lift up ourselves. And I don't think as a society, we do that enough anymore. We're very much um, like reserved and drawn back. But I think if we start really reaching out to others, and that might be a friend sending a text message you haven't talked to her in a while or giving her a call or sending a thank you card or whatever it might be, but just those reach outs and that's going to start to lift us up as well. So those are my F bombs. And that is where I would tell anyone to start. Like I have a tracker that I, um, that I have as well for those who are like, yes, I'm doing these F bombs, but I don't know how to track them in my, in my schedule or whatever. Um, so those, that is where I would have anyone start like focus on the, and then you might be different. Maybe yoga is your thing. That's cool. Maybe it's, you know, going for a bike ride with your family. That's great. But using those as kind of a stepping point to say, Hey, I'm implementing these into my life every single day. So I can start to focus on betterment of myself. Right. Yeah. Those um, are great. And I think they're pretty straightforward yeah. for anybody to start right away. You know, it's not a huge mountain. You've got to start doing all these things. It's, you know, I think those are, those are wonderful. Yeah. And they're cheap. Like that was the other thing is, you know, over the 10 years and, and that I've been implementing this into others' lives, there's other things that are great, but a lot of those things cost money or require you to leave the house. And, the, and none of these do like, you can do all of these things in the confines of your home, mm-hmm. even moving your body right up and down the stairs 10 times or whatever it is. So, right. um, really recognizing that they are doable. If you're in a hotel, if you're in, a, in your room, if you're stuck at home during COVID, um, and they're cheap, like none of these cost a thing. 
right? So you can do them um, no matter what position you're in. So yeah, super, super important. So um, that was my big one, okay? Yeah, so these I are those that. we just did. What's that? I said, I love that. They're, and they're all designed to make you feel better, really. I mean, you can't do that doing any of those. So Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so staying positive in times of adversity. We've kind of talked about that. I mean, it's really a mindset, right, of saying, like, despite the season, despite what feels hard right now, at the end of the day, I know that six months from now, a year from now, I know where I'm going. I know who I am. And I have my values. Right. And I think in times of darkness and times of adversity and difficulty, we tend to retract mm-hmm. and allow ourselves to sit and sulk in the darkness rather than still doing the, again, going back to F-bombs, doing the little things each day that are can continue to propel us. Like when we come out of this uncertain time, do you want to be in the dark corner? Yeah. Or do you want to be saying like, yeah, we kicked the butt of that season. I want to kick the butt. Right. So yeah. Think staying focused on where you want to be, on your values. Are you still being the person who you want to be to your kids, to your spouse, to your coworkers, and that sort of thing will keep you grounded even in the dark times, right? Yeah. Um, And then the last one is a lot of people wonder if they if they start to live their life undefined or start to unbecome what they are, their labels, the things that they are right now. Will people judge them? Will they get a lot of backlash? Will people, um, will they lose people in their life? Right. And yes, absolutely. All of those things, because the people who are going to judge you are committed to misunderstanding you like period. They're committed. So you're not, no matter what you do, even if you're being the most authentic self, no matter what you do, you will always have those people who are committed to misunderstanding you. They're committed to judging you. They're committed to convicting you because you're changing and they're not comfortable with that. Right. Right. So you're always going to have those people that are hating on who you are and what you're doing. So just do you like, it's literally that simple. Just do you right. and recognize there's going to be people that just don't fit in your boat. Like sure. you're not coming on this, this ride with me. Right. Or if you think you are and you show that you shouldn't be, then you're jumping off the boat kind of thing. So, um, yes, you will have haters. Yes. You will have people that liked the content area you were in and they're content with that, but you're changing. Right. So then there's a lot of backlash breaking code that comes with that ultimately. Um, and you just have to know that if those people aren't in your corner cheering you on, then they're not in your corner and they're probably not going to be, but you don't need to try and convince somebody to be in your corner. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's another big one. Cause you see a lot of like when someone's starting to grow and this person was totally comfortable and now this person's changing, making waves, but positively, right. This one starts to backlash because they're just, they're ultimately not liking that shift. Right. right. Yeah. That person used to fit in the nice little neat box and they liked that. And so yeah. once you start growing outside of that, it can make people feel really uncomfortable and, and yeah. hopefully they grow right along also <laughs> with you, but you would hope doesn't yeah. always happen that way. Yeah. No, that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if anything, that's what I wanted to be able to give to your audience and just yeah. Um, fill their cups and, and those each kind of touch a little bit different things. So, but that's what I see most commonly in more of the coaching side of things, even in the clinic. Um, but definitely in the coaching side of things. 
And I think it's great that um, you you are a coach and that you're helping people kind of find the answers that they are already have. Uh, you just have to help them bring them out and, and find them and, and sometimes give them a voice or, you know, let, allow them to allow permission? themselves. Yeah. Permission. Yes, to, permission. Yeah. Right. You see that a lot in the clinic. I'm sure. Like I give you permission to not be in pain. Like it's right. okay to not yeah. be in pain. Right. Yeah. As we start to, to work through the things that are holding you back. So right. um, a lot of us, yeah, we're, we feel alone. And I think when we realize we're not alone and we realize, and we see somebody else who has done it, that can be super inspiring and empowering because we're like, Oh, right. It's a journey, but I can also do that. I've, right. This person has done it. Why can't I? Right. right. And, and so that's powerful. I can ask for someone to help me get there. Someone that's been there and done it, you know, why, why reinvent the wheel? Let me ask someone to help. And, you know, if you think about it too, a lot of people hate asking for help. And I always like to tell people, ask for help. Just think about how you feel when you're able to give somebody else help. Um, Give them that gift, you know, let, let them help. So, yeah. I love that. But giving and receiving equally are very, it's a very hard thing to do, right? A lot of us are givers and we just give, 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 but we don't even give to ourselves. We're like constantly giving to everybody else. Right. And we're not fulfilled. Right. And then we think we're selfish when we are. It reminds yeah. me of, I don't know if you remember the Care Bears when they would shine their little thing when you, when we were kids. I remember seeing Care Bears yeah. they shine Care their bears. light. And they're just giving everything out, giving everything out. It's like, okay, you got to fill your own bucket too at some point. Yeah. So. At the end of the day, we're exhausted, right? Because oh. we're give, 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 giving and we're not replenishing. Yep. So I use the cell phone actually. You think about a cell phone, right? And so if I had it plugged in all night and I wake up and there's a hundred percent battery, well, if I'm using it, using it, using it throughout the day and I get to like two o'clock in the afternoon and there's only 30% battery left, I ultimately know like, gosh, I have six, seven more hours that I'm awake. There's no way this thing is going to survive. Right? right. So I get the cord out and I plug it in, give it 30 minutes, reduce that baby. And then I'm, I feel good for the day, right? Like that. I know I will have this at my beck and call. Why don't we do that for our systems? I know. Right. And then most of us don't sleep well. So then you go through that whole, like you're not even waking up with a hundred percent battery, right? Right. Yet you're spending a hundred percent every day. So then we're in this negative and this compound effect is really ugly. So that's where the Fox bombs come in too, is like starting to really pay attention to how we can grow within Mm -hmm. support within so that we can start to really give to those around us in the way that we want to. And we're trying to, but we're exhausted, right? Yeah. So when we're not exhausted and our cup is full, we can give in such a greater light and it's amazing, right? Yeah. So no, yeah. So when you plug your cell phone in, go take a nap. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get your own yeah. relaxation or do your F-bombs. <laughs> do your F-bombs. I love it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, Anything else I haven't asked you that you want to share or, or you touched on a ton of stuff. You gave us a lot of great. I think the biggest, and this is my like little motto, right? Is just live undefined. And I think there's so many of us that live in a defined world, whether it be our own beliefs of ourselves that we've created over time or the beliefs that 
our BFF in eighth grade gave us that like, we, we didn't do as well on the math test. So we're stupid. Um, or that boyfriend we had that was ultimately not the right person for us who had things to say that were hurtful. Um, or our parents, you know, they do the best job they can, but let's be honest. Like a lot of times it's not always the right thing. Right. And so we carry that over. So we live our life defined by those labels, the loss of something, um, Whereas ultimately, when we can choose to live undefined by those things and recognize they're part of who we are, but they don't have to be who we are, that it's so powerful. So, so powerful. So if there's anything else I want to give you guys, is just literally live undefined, be undefined. It's such a good feeling, you know? Yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So where can people find you? How do people get in touch with you if they want to seek out your coaching or, or PT or any of that stuff? Yeah, definitely. The only platform I'm on is Facebook. So Brianne Fox on Facebook. Um, otherwise they can go to my website, which is drbriannefox.com. And there they, I have the downloadable. So the F-bombs will be, you can print them out. You can have them right in front of you so you can see them every day, keep you on target with those. Um, but yeah, that's where you can reach me. And I would love for you to, to follow me. And it's um, Renew Manual Physical Therapy, right? In, in the, Yeah, the PT clinic here in Idaho is RenewManualPT.com. Okay. And so that's that's another route. If you're here in Idaho, and I mean, I do the remote um, calls as well, but that's that can be through either coaching or clinic. So. Right. So if we want to see you yeah. in person and get that good vibes from you, then we can do it right, right. there. I love it. <laughs> I would love to. That would be yeah. great. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you so much. We're so honored to have you here and uh, love everything you had to say. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. And I think a lot of people are going to get a ton of information out of this. So thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Yes. Much love to you guys. Yes. Thank you. We'll see you All soon. Right. Thanks for joining us on the Idaho Physio. We hope you gained some insights, inspiration, and some ideas on how to be amongst the top performers and high achievers in the world. Know someone that's crushing it that we should talk to? Let us know. As always, we welcome your feedback. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share our podcast with friends, family, heck, even complete strangers. Because hey, who couldn't use a little inspiration these days? Thanks again. Now get out there and be amazing. Thank you.